You're listening to the Drive Forward Podcast. We're cruising through the latest in transportation to inspire a better tomorrow. Welcome to the third episode of the Drive Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Jankowski. Today, we're chatting with John Zhang, the Chief Engineer of Electrical and Innovation Technology at the City of Chicago. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today, John. It's really a pleasure to have you here. Let's go ahead and dive on in. Maybe start off by telling me a little bit about your role at the City of Chicago. My name is John Zan. I'm the Chief Engineer, Electrical and Innovation Technology for the City of Chicago. Proud to be a U of I grad. I oversee City of Chicago's energy, electrical, and innovation technology programs in collaboration with uh, our federal, state, local academia and uh, industry partners. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, it sounds like uh, you know you're you're working with a lot of the innovative technology that's happening today and I think one of those innovative technologies is certainly sensors. How do you think sensors are moving the city of Chicago forward especially in consideration of the city's lighting? Sure. Before I answer the your question, uh, I'd like to say a few thanks to my colleague at uh, UI that I've been uh, working with for last few years. Uh, we're enormous, grateful for uh, their support. President uh, Tim Clean, Dr. Clean, Chancellor Jones, Provost Andreas Canglaris, who happened my professor when I was <laughs> at uh, UIUC. Of course, Tim Bashar, uh, thanks for their leadership and guidance and uh, Dr. Imad Al-Qadi, great support. And also a few uh, professors and deans and chairs from uh, University of Illinois at Chicago as well, Professor Daniela, Rashid, and Milos. I just wanna uh, say a few thanks to them before I start. To, to answer your question, there are a number of sensor technology projects that we're, we're working on right now, mostly especially in smart city arena, just to name a few. There are uh, smart energy, smart lighting, smart transportation, smart power lanes, smart environment, smart policing, and 5G. One good program to talk about is the um, smart lighting program. So it's a four-year, $160 million program. So basically to replace and upgrade city lights to LED technology from older technology and also implement a lighting management system, utilize the latest technology, sensor technology, data science, Internet of Things, artificial intelligence to provide a safer and more reliable lighting management system. So why, why are we doing this? What are the benefits? For this program. So first, the new technology, the LED lights last typically two or three times longer than the existing high-pressure sodium lights, and it's consumed 50% less electricity than existing lights. So we did a um, statistic shows over 10 years, it's going to be over a $100 million saving for the city energy. So that's number one. And second is because of this LED technology, with renewable energy efficiency technology. So city would be able to get rebates, incentive from states and ComEd. So that'll calculate roughly about $50 million during five years for construction. And uh, lastly, but not least, it during construction, 
you would be able to award contract to minority-owned business, women-owned business, mm-hmm. Chicago resident made in Illinois, and helps socioeconomically disadvantaged area to grow their economy. Wow, that sounds really interesting. And it sounds like it'll be a, a really powerful tool for the city and just sounds like it's on the up and up all around. You know, during your, your chat about the city's upgrading of its lighting, you mentioned 5G technology. Uh, some of this 5G technology we see oftentimes is sitting on overhead street lighting, right, to provide greater connectivity. What's been maybe your involvement with moving this technology along and how do you see it benefiting the public? Right. So 5G is next generation mobile network that is designed Mm -hmm. to connect virtually everything together, including machines, objects, and devices. I always like to, to say 1G is described as how you crawl, 2G describe how you walk, in 3G, how you run, and 4G, you compete at Olympics. And next level, 5G, is you learn how to fly. So 5G is very, very important. There are different aspects, right? First, it connects everything together, and uh, it has a ultra-low latency, uh, a massive capacity. So that allows a lot of communication application to become reality, which is one of them would be autonomous vehicles because we know that in transportation, between the connection with traffic to the drivers, there is no, you can't have any delays between the communication because that's gonna have a high risk of accident. So this 5G is so fast and that make autonomous vehicles application into reality. To give you an update, so a 5G group is under me. So we're working with different telecom company to identify, they have a way of calculate where to put their antennas, radio and power supply equipment in light poles or in the buildings to cover it, have a, a good coverage for, for the uh, 5G. So our team is working closely with them to identify those locations. Currently, we have about 5,000 location approved and potentially there'll be more this year. I certainly see 5G is coming there soon. Wow, that's really exciting to hear, um, you know, just how much legwork's been made on this effort so far. You mentioned autonomous vehicles and in terms of transportation, we're certainly at a pivotal moment in history with electric vehicles on the rise and autonomous vehicles just on the horizon. I know one of the things that you're currently researching is smart powered lanes. Maybe tell me a little bit about this technology and how the city of Chicago anticipates implementing it. First, for the state of Illinois, the goal Mm -hmm. is to achieve 100% clean energy by 2050. So for city of Chicago, we're taking a step further. Uh, Our goal is 100% renewable energy by the year 2040. The goal was drafted by the city council and signed by previous Chicago mayor, Ram Emanuel. A sub-goal for that is for CTA, Chicago Transit Authority, to convert its 1,800 buses to electric power by the year 2040. So I know I have are working with a lot of my colleagues at CTA to implement that process to achieve that goal. This smart power lane project is also a collaboration with uh, the CTA. The idea is it's still in concept stage, but the idea is right now the buses would be able to stationary charge when they are stopped at the bus stop. 
But the idea for smart power lane is to embed the chargers underneath the pavement. So enable when bus running on the road, it will be able to dynamically charge the bus to achieve its uh, ultimate goal to save time. So we're still uh, at a very, very early stage. We'll look at the feasibility of this project, the fundings, the maintenance cost, capital cost, the feasibilities, and uh, working with our partners to uh, to see how, how and when to implement this project. That's really interesting. And I think it's neat that you're able to brainstorm what possibly some of this futuristic smart infrastructure is going to look like. And I, I think it sounds like this technology could certainly be a segue for autonomous vehicles. How's the city of Chicago preparing for futuristic transportation like like autonomous vehicles? People can argue, um, some people say autonomous vehicles are here, and some would say mm-hmm. it's a future technology, it's coming very fast. So depending on your perspective, you both are right. There is so much effort and funding from federal level, uh, state, local and private, Google and Tesla, just to name a few, and industry to, to research and develop the prototype and technology. Right. We're talking about autonomous cars, truck, semi. Elon Musk just announced Tesla going to spend a lot of effort on autonomous semi yesterday. So. Uh, construction earth moving equipment, some caterpillar, agriculture, autonomous equipment, John Deere, commercial drones. There are a number of companies working on that. But safety is number one measure of any case. Mm-hmm. In order to make it possible, they have to prove that to the public that there's safety is safe to drive, especially on local streets and traffic congested area. So this involves a lot of extensive research, engineering, modeling, prototype, and testing, trying to cover all possible scenarios. There are challenges out there, but I remain optimistic. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, you mentioned, you know, some of the industry's efforts in in getting this technology up and running and certainly, you know, making sure safety is the number one priority. And I know here at Illinois Center for Transportation, we're also hoping to build the Illinois Autonomous and Connected Track, which is a high-speed connected and autonomous vehicle track at the former Chinu Air Force Base here in Rantoul, Illinois. How do you foresee, you know, university-led test tracks like this maybe helping push autonomous vehicle technology forward? It's very important. Uh, I've been working with uh, Dr. Imad on this, and his leadership plays a very important role to this project. And also, I've been in discussion with uh, Dr. Colleen, uh, Dr. Sidel, Chancellor Jones, and Dean Bashar as well, talking about uh, the goals and some of the initiative for this project. I would say, I would call this a crown jewel of autonomous vehicle technology testing site. So especially uh, with support from, like you mentioned, rent to government, local government to make real estate available. Governor Prisker's efforts for state funding, IDOT support, Secretary Omar support. And there are so many uh, private partners around the world. People have uh, high expectation for that project. We all know uh, in the state, there is a lot of world-class research and development efforts. And we have world-class scientists, engineers, especially at the University of Illinois. So this track will translate all those great research and simulation modeling effort into prototype and reality. So allow the real-world testing scenario apply to the vehicles. So I would say it's very, it's, extremely important step to bring the future technology 
close to uh, reality. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for those kind words towards the track. We're certainly excited about it. You know, my last question for you, John, would be, what do you hope your legacy is at the city of Chicago? And how do you hope your efforts there continue to impact the public? But, you know, the day I decide to serve public is the day I give it all. So every day I get up, I'm excited because I know I'm going to contribute and work on the things that make a better city and make a big impact to the world. So I'm very excited about, but I, I want to mention that we couldn't be successful without our partners. So we're enormous grateful for our partners from federal, state, local academia, and industry partners. Thanks again for having me. And again, we're enormous grateful for the partnership with U of I, the Granger College of Engineering and Illinois Center for Transportation. Well, thank you so much, John. I really appreciate it. You know, thank you so much for all of your ongoing efforts at the city of Chicago. We really appreciate you joining us and listeners. Thank you so much for staying tuned in. We'll see you next time. The Drive Forward podcast is a production of Illinois Center for Transportation, a research center of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. We invite you to subscribe to the Drive Forward podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. And while you're there, feel free to like or rate us. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation rolling by using the hashtag DriveForward.